0: everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 90 and 60+. plus. My name is Christian, guys. I am one of your co-hosts for the week, and this week we got a special guest joining us. It's a bit of a different lineup than the usual, but it's still the same story, guys. Four good friends talking the beautiful game. So, again, once again, my name is Christian, and joining me this week is our good friend Kevin's in the house. Kevin, how you doing, man?
1: Hey, I'm doing good. How are you?
0: Hey, I'm doing good, man. Thank you for asking. You know, these other three co-hosts are kind of asshole sometimes, they don't really ask me how I'm doing, so I appreciate you asking, bro. That's
2: a lie, bro. Yeah, bro. Asked
0: you. you asked me once, bro. You asked me once.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. It's all, it's all love here on 90 and 60, but pulled Kevin in. He's a good friend from high school, a good friend from co-ed league and so on, but Kevin is actually a very big Chelsea fan, one of the few that we know of, so uh, glad to have him on for this week, you know, get his input on the turmoil surrounding Chelsea, so that'll be good to talk to, but I um, also want to check in with the host, Chris. How are you doing, man? How's the week treating you?
3: Yeah, doing all right. Slowly uh, getting all my work done for school. And yeah, it's we're reaching the final weeks. Uh, and it's almost summer, so let's keep going.
0: Yeah, isn't it crazy? We only got a month left and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aldo, what about you, bro? How you doing? How's the week been treating you?
2: It's been good, man. Um, just like you guys, you know, entering the last last month of school, last, what, three, four weeks, so very excited about that, just like you guys. But yeah, I mean, the season is, is also coming to the business end, so we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks.
0: And last but not least, we have our fourth co-host for the week and our third regular co-host, Soul. Soul, how you doing this week, man? Doing good. Awesome. Nice and short. You haven't... But yeah, guys, uh, so we're going to dive right into this week's podcast, and we're going to bring all the attention to Kevin, because obviously there's some big results surrounding Chelsea and some other news that we want to talk about. So before we get into all that, Kevin, you want to introduce yourself a little bit, tell the people a little bit about yourself, how you came to be a fan of Chelsea and whatnot?
1: Yeah, you guys got me in on the wrong week, man. Yeah. I've been a Chelsea fan since May of last year after they won the Champions League. Yeah, I don't care <laughs> how many plastic.
2: But hi, Kevin.
1: Nah, just kidding. I've been I've been like a, I've been a Chelsea fan since like like 2009. I want to say. So it it was after the the fucking Russian money, unfortunately. But hey, it's all right. Um, champions of the world, champions of Europe. What else can I say? We're the best team in the world. The result. From today's aside, <laughs> it's a generational.
2: Uh, I don't
0: know, man. I don't know. So I mentioned earlier, Kevin, we know you from high school. Uh, we played co together. We also played on the high school soccer team together. Um, honestly, yeah. bro, you're one of the best players, I want to say, that was from your grade and from that squad. Um, so Thank you. I guess being pro hasn't turned out well for you or what?
1: Not at all. <laughs> I got kicked out my senior year, so that's when the dream ended, unfortunately. Oh yeah, I forgot about that.
0: No, good times. You don't expect that type of stuff from a small valley or a small town like Gypsum, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, our high school soccer experience in a nutshell, guys, but that doesn't um, encapsulate our entire fandom for the sport. So uh, I guess I'll get right into it, Kevin. Um, You mentioned the results a little bit earlier from today, but not only that, but also the result from the weekend, uh, that 4-1 deficit to Brentford. Um, how you feeling, bro? I, I know you kind of joked around that we got you on the wrong week, but uh, I mean, it's been a pretty good season so far. What not you say?
1: Yeah, it's been alright. Uh, a lot of injuries. I'd say probably to our most, our two most important players to the to the right wing backs. Yeah, bro. Adrian James is injured. Or he was, but like he's barely getting back into the groove. But he oh, he was shit. injured for like most of the season. Marcus Alonso, so you know that. that should tell you everything.
2: I kind of figured because I remember I saw Alonso in that breakfast game. I'm like, wait, that's James, you know, had that spot unlocked. Yeah,
1: he, he was injured, but he's better. crazy. Y'all still suck, but that's crazy. Fuck off. what well, what position is Man United in the Premier League?
2: We're not talking about. We're not talking about
1: United, Sixth. we're talking about
0: Chelsea. That's why
1: we invited They're you. From. Seventh, bro. <laughs> oh, damn.
0: For now. Seventh? Yeah. <laughs> they did it to to pay homage to Ronaldo.
1: So much for Mr. Champions League, huh?
2: Shit.
1: What about you guys? Champions of the world and shit. Losing 3-1
2: yeah, to Brentford. No, 4-1 to Brentford. I will say this. Thank you for letting Ericsson score. That was a beauty <laughs> to
1: watch. Oh, yeah, we had to. We had to. That was a one goal, I forgive. Out of respect. But We still got our our asses clapped. But, yeah, hopefully we can turn it around a little bit. I don't want to be in the top four race.
0: I was just going to say, you mentioned injuries have plagued your guys a season so far. But not only that, I mean, there's the whole Lukaku situation that I want to talk a little bit more about. Because Chris and I, at the very beginning of the season, we were praising that signing, saying it's going to be the best signing of the season. It's going to win Chelsea, the premier league It's going to be a top scorer and all this nonsense. But then he goes off and does that interview. And it just, he, he hasn't said well since with the club um, or his form. Yeah. And then that on top of contract distributes, um, you know, obviously you guys are losing a bunch of center backs. This come the end of the season. And then we can't, <laughs> we can't not discuss the big elephant in the room. That's Roman Abramovich and his ties with the Russian um, FA and he's trying to sell the club and it's just been a, a crazy season, bro. So I can't imagine what you're going through, what you experience week in week out. But um, are there any positives that you take away from
1: watching Chelsea week in week out? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of potential. We have a we have a young squad, so even if we were to to offload Lukaku, I, I think we'd be okay with that, honestly. Hey,
3: uh, Kevin, I wanted to ask you about your all the transfers, all the low knees that you have out, like Mark Gehi at Crystal Palace and I think Tamori, he's a permanent deal yeah, at permanent. AC Milan, right? But yeah. I want to tell you about all these young players that are coming out and uh, not getting time. Do you see any of them coming back into the squad maybe next season?
1: The only one I can really see coming back is probably Connor Gallagher, honestly. I think he'd be a, a good substitute or, or even a starter. A good replacement for maybe like Mason Mount or a Pulisic, just playing the camp position. Maybe because, you know, we're losing all the centre backs. But yeah, I think I think like in recent years we've definitely stepped up the like the Academy players, like Reese James, Mason Mount, uh Tomori, Christensen, you know, they all came from the Academy, so it's nice to see them doing good. What's uh? What's your stance on Abraham? Tammy I mean, Abraham? Yeah,
2: cause he came out of the academy too, right?
1: Oh yeah, true,
2: true, yeah. So um, what do you think? What do you think was Chelsea's thinking there?
1: I don't know. They probably just had a chance to sign Lukaku and said screw it. And even like towards the the back end of the season last year, he wasn't, Tammy Abraham wasn't doing that great. So I think they just wanted, they just wanted to get some money out of him, but you know, he's obviously doing pretty good in Roma.
3: I think I read that there's a buyback clause upwards of like 70 million. Do you think maybe next season, if Lukaku doesn't, doesn't perform, you think you're going to go back for him?
1: Yeah, I, I can see them doing that. If they, if we get rid of Lukaku, um, I've also heard they, they might, they're, like, trying to loan him out, too. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I mean, he obviously wants to go back to Inter Milan, so if he wants to do that, the door's right there.
0: So what you're saying, Kevin, is you wouldn't be upset if Lukaku is let go permanently or loaned out? You'd be okay with that?
1: Yeah, I'd be more than okay with that.
0: So did that interview rub you the wrong way, being a Chelsea fan, or does it just, just his performance on the field, or what's made you so indifferent about that signing?
1: Uh, Well, a little bit of both because, you know, he did that interview and then he tried to apologize to the fans. But, I mean, you got to do your tugging on the pitch and he obviously hasn't been doing that. So,
2: Do you think there would be a possibility of Chelsea using Lukaku uh, for a swap deal to get Abraham back?
1: Yeah, I I think it would sue both parties, honestly, because, I mean, we all saw Lukaku in in the Serie A. He was a beast and... We need a replacement for Lukaku. I think Tammy Abraham, you know, with the confidence he's gained and everything, he could be a good fit. All
0: right, Kevin, I got one more question for you, bro. Um, Given the aftermath of this whole Branovich trying to sell the club situation, uh, what do you think the future has in store for the club? You think he'll eventually find a new owner, or you think he'll smooth things over with the English FA and the English government? or How do you see this whole
1: um, situation panning out? Uh, I think it's over, honestly, for for Abramovich. Right, what I see happening is we'll get American owners. To be honest, unfortunately no Saudi Arabian owners, but I guess we'll we'll just have to have to stick with the American ownership.
0: So is there a specific do reason it. why? Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean I guess it's kind of an obvious question, but is there a specific reason why you're more skeptical about American ownership?
1: I mean, you see, I mean, we live in America. We see all the sports here. They're all more like businesses, really. You know, that's not what I want for to happen to to, our, to my soccer team. I don't want to know, like, Rihanna halftime shows at the, at the Premier League games. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that, bro. Well, true, but, you know, <laughs> that's what I mean.
0: No, I know what you mean.
4: I just think Chelsea are frauds, even more so <laughs> after today's game.
1: Fuck off. How are we frauds? We all were
4: Man City before Man City.
1: What are you talking about? Well, y'all got to take
4: over. If
1: it wasn't for... We did it before it was cool, all right? Fuck Newcastle. Fuck Manchester City. Fuck PSG. Yeah, I'll give
0: you a rundown of what we usually do. So we usually start with the Premier League. We we recap the top five leagues in Europe. We start with the Premier League, and then we um, go to La Liga, Serie A, Bundesliga, Ligong. We do... Our Premier League pick'em segment. segment, uh, we do big match previews for the upcoming weekend. And that's pretty much it. I mean, if there's anything else anyone wants to talk about a little bit more in depth, we definitely dive into that. But yeah, pretty straightforward. So I guess we'll start in England. We already mentioned the uh, Chelsea loss to Brentford. Uh, the only other point I want to add on to that is um, Arsenal are now only two points behind Chelsea. <laughs> Uh, for the fourth place position, um, I think Chelsea do have a game in hand, but yeah, if Arsenal, no, Arsenal have a game in hand, and if they win that game, they'll only be two points behind Chelsea. So there is a bit of a title race there for third. Or uh, for the longest time, I thought Arsenal had fourth place all sewn up, but maybe they can pip Chelsea to fourth, or I'm sorry, to third. Are you nervous at all, Kevin,
1: for that? No, it's Arsenal,
0: dude. Have you not been no, seeing we- Arsenal? How they play this this year?
1: We both played twenty nine games, and Chelsea's at fifty nine, and Arsenal's at fifty four. They have a game in hand against Tottenham. Tottenham's in fourth, and they're level on points, but Arsenal has a game in hand. But yeah, I, th- I think they'll get fourth. I think it'll just be, I think the top four will be Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and and Arsenal. I think, I think they will be Tottenham to it.
2: I will say this: After we had John on on the podcast, Arsenal started to do well. Is there a correlation? I don't know. But if Chelsea starts to you know get back in form after we had Kevin here, I think we're a look charm, guys.
1: When I go back to back in the Champions League, it's an in- inevitable. <laughs>
2: No, nah, that's too far-fetched.
1: That's what people said last year. They said we couldn't win.
0: It. Oh, actually, there was one more point I wanted to mention about the Chelsea Brentford game, bro. That screamer from Rudiger, thirty-nine yards out. I mean, you oh probably know this more than any. Gosh. You probably know this more than anyone else, Kevin. But apparently, he tries this uh, shot from far out. Apparently, every single week, and it finally paid off.
1: Yeah, just about. We, but they then they scored like right after so we don't even have time to celebrate it. Yeah. But yeah, I was reading a stat. It's like their longest distance goal in like 15 years or something, something crazy like that. Yeah, bro, it was a screamer, but
0: all for nothing. So disappointing mm-hmm. there for Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is there any other... I'll throw it out to you guys. You guys want to talk about any other Premier League results that... Caught your attention from the weekend just past.
3: Yeah, I wanted to talk about Crystal Palace doing the the uh, three goals over Arsenal. And yeah, what more do I have to say about this team? They're so exciting to watch. They're so quick on the counter. And they just dominated that game against Arsenal.
2: Right. I gotta call it with Chris, bro. They they did really well. Crystal Palace and Brentford, you know, Brentford is a team that I've been, you know, giving a lot of praise to and and they showed it against Chelsea, which I'm really happy for. Yeah.
0: I have the written here as a, as an upset for crystal palace, but I don't know. I think both teams are equally matched. I think just on that certain day, palace and Vieira got his tactics, right. But yeah, I mean, all credit to them. Um, I do want to quickly mention that Marcelo Flores, uh, Young Mexican International did make his uh, first appearance for the bench for Arsenal. That's not obviously not saying much, but it is exciting, you know, especially after a window where we're having our talent not being so impressive. Um, you know it's nice to see one of our young players inching closer and closer to starting position for a club like Arsenal, so that's that's exciting to watch. but didn't help him at all in the result of the day, obviously
3: uh other than that i did want to bring focus to i know we talk about, a lot about the top 6 in england but i wanted to bring focus to the bottom 6 and the ones that are in danger of getting relegated starting from the bottom 20 position we have norwich climbing up to watford burnley everton leeds and newcastle i'm just wondering do you guys think leeds everton they're in the safe zone right now do you think they're in danger of getting relegated
0: Bro, for sure, Everton. I, after, especially in the recent run of form, I mean, after today's result, Lampard's only won one out of his, I think, eight or nine games in charge. So, yeah, it's not. It, it hasn't been the signing that Everton hoped it uh, hoped it would be. And I think Everton's in real danger, especially with Burnley. Um, they picked up a big victory over them today, so that squeezed them closer to that 17 position to safety. But yeah, I think Everton's in real danger of going
1: down this season. Have you seen their schedule? They got Man United, Leicester, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Arsenal, like,
0: Brentford.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know. I really don't know if they can manage to take out any points from those games. They're just gonna have to rely on the on the other three bottom teams to not perform. either. even more. I think Norwich yeah, for sure just... is going
0: to go down, but then uh, Watford, Burnley, Everton. I think it's between those three. They'll have a battle to see who's the other two remaining. that can go down. I think honestly, Leeds are safe. Newcastle safe. Brentford safe. I think it's just between those three to fight for that one position to see who can uh, claim safety this season.
3: Yeah, that's a good shot. But also, Leeds have they've played thirty-one games. And around 30 points, Everton have two games in hand on them, which they could uh, get six points from. I know they've been on losing streak, but it could easily change, and Leeds could be in Everton's position in a few weeks.
0: Yeah, but I think I just think momentum is definitely on Leeds' side because obviously Jesse Marsh, since he's come in, he's gotten the squad to be more fluid and kind of have that manager boost um, when the teams do get a new manager, and then. Everton was hoping for that, but they just got the exact opposite with Frank Lampard. I don't. I think this season, more than anything, has proven that. And obviously, there was doubts when he was manager at Chelsea if he's actually um, a manager capable of managing a big club. And I think this season with Everton just solidified the fact that he's not ready for that for that role yet.
1: Yeah, I think he fucked
0: up. Dude, even if uh, if Kevin, our Chelsea fan, our resident Chelsea fan, is saying that, I think you know, there's not. That's all we have to say. Not everyone can be a, a Pep or a Arteta, you know? Or a. Sedan. Or a Tuku. Why are you so quiet, Aldo? You don't want to talk about United's draw against Leicester?
2: Not uh I mean, it shouldn't have been a draw. Uh, Leicester should have won that year, and they had a goal disallowed. <clears throat> Rightly so. I mean, it was a foul, but. Yeah. Honestly, De Gea... Like a Chelsea fan right now.
0: <laughs> that, and the fact that De Gea saved them a few times from... Really good saves from De Gea, but it could have been more on the night for Leicester. So I think... Yeah, I agree with you, man. United was lucky to get one point out of that match.
2: Yeah, I mean, on the pick-up, I did say it was going to be a draw. I mean, but... On the actual day, it just didn't look like they deserved that either. So to count our
0: blessings for sure man all right so moving on from the premier league we're gonna go over to la liga and normally this segment um is usually taken over by saul and i but since saul is not here i'll kind of um take the front foot on it so not a lot of results um that happened this weekend that are very newsworthy but joel felix is a man on fire continues to good form for atletico madrid as they beat uh who'd they beat oh they beat alavis four one he got Two goals and I think two assists as well. But yeah, very impressive performance by Joel Felix. Um, and then obviously the one match that we all wanted to talk about was Barcelona beating Sevilla, pipping them to that second place position in La Liga. If you guys have not seen the Pedri goal from over from the weekend, uh, look it up. It's definitely worth your time. He sent two defenders for a hot dog, as Chris likes to say, and scores a beautiful goal. And he's just continuing to have this. Really good season for Barcelona, being a very pivotal player at such a young age. So that's really exciting to watch. And his performance was so good. Ivan Rakitic had his strip naked <laughs> because of it. <laughs> Did you guys see that? Oh, you guys got that reference there, or I, not?
2: I, I, yeah, uh, I get it. But what happened there? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't know the whole story. I just know that he left the match like just in his underwear and clean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was hot. He was like, mamma
0: mia, que golazo, papi. And then he just started stripping.
4: Dude, fucking Madrid. Uh, I think, uh, what's the name, I go summed it up perfectly. He said all that was missing was for the referee to call the fourth penalty and take it himself. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Fuck Madrid, bro. It's all I gotta say. I hope, uh, I hope they slip up and Marcus catch ups and help it. I doubt it.
1: <coughs> yeah. Chelsea will take care of them next week, no doubt. <laughs> yeah.
0: Kevin, Kevin, if you can do us a solid and injure Benzema for the rest of the season, that'd be great. we really appreciate it.
3: Wish Take could.
1: could. Back to back hat tricks in the fucking champions' League.
4: That's outrageous.
1: Yeah. I think him and Mbappe are the best in the world right now, honestly. Dude, I was talking, uh, were you here? I don't know if y'all were here,
4: but before I said, uh, I think Benzema at the moment is the favorite for the Ballon d'Or. Would y'all agree with that? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd agree.
4: No, Salah, Mbappe, Lewandowski.
1: Well, Mbappe close second. Yeah, I think Mbappe, yeah, especially after the to weekend. Benjamin. But yeah, What do you have? because he's playing in the La Liga. Yeah. And because he kind of would... carries Madrid on their back.
4: But... Wait, what well, would think. Mbappe have? Three goals, two assists, or two goals, three assists? Get...
0: A hat trick and two assists, yeah. He was involved in all five goals over the weekend, I think.
4: Yeah. You see, he might resign with PSG. Yeah. There's a strong chance. What do he say yeah. after the
0: game, that um, there's been some, Oh, what was, the, what was the exact word he used? Some like, updates or the... some?
4: Oh, I just saw the Fabrizio Romano quote where he was asked, like, is there a possibility you were to sign at PSG? And he's just like, yes, of course there is. He's like, in my future, i been decided. He's like, I would have already announced it. And then now there's like a lot of media sources coming out saying that uh, he's going to resign with PSG. I don't know. I feel like if he doesn't sign for Madrid this summer, I feel like that's it. Like, Madrid's not going to beg him. I don't think so. I mean, maybe. But, you know, they rarely ever come knocking for a player twice. So I feel like if he doesn't join, uh, they're going to get Holland and then Mbappe. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like if he doesn't join this summer, he's not joining.
0: We'll move on to Serie A. I mean, we talked last week how AC Milan, in order to win the title this season, they have to win all seven of the remaining matches. And I think we kind of jinxed it because right after we said that, they went and dropped points to Bologna, a nil-nil draw. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's not completely over, especially with uh, Inter beating Juventus in the Derby d'Italia this weekend. But there's still a shot, a slim shot, because Inter do have a game in hand and they can uh, theoretically and mathematically pip Milan for that first place position, but yeah, what do you guys think do you guys think it's over for Milan and they blew their chance or you guys still think there's a a small chance to win the league
2: no there's there's still definitely a chance there um it's not over until it's over, and there's still plenty of games to play um if inter wins their you know their game in hand it will bring them up to sixty six points so Milan is still up top with 67. So it's still possible for Milan, for sure. Let's try it. <laughs> yeah, 4-1. That's outrageous.
0: Bro, did you guys see that Dortmund. game? Like, obviously, I don't watch Bundesliga, but I did watch the highlights, and it was just stupid, bro. Like, early on... Dortmund had two good chances to score two goals. Uh, Royce stupidly tried to square it when he could have scored himself. I mean, he's trying to be unselfish, but still, I think he's the captain. He should have tried to put the ball in the back of the net. And Holland wasted an opportunity. But, yeah, I mean, Leipzig, ever since they got rid of Jesse Marsh, they've been on fire, bro. And Kunku got two assists and a goal. That man's still on fire. Bayern st- st- uh predictably picked up a... Result against Freiburg.
4: Yeah. Boring league. I don't say boring, I say it's one sided.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think the football they play over there is really quick. It's pretty attractive, I would say. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day it's Bayern Munich at the top and that's not gonna change.
4: Yeah. You know, anytime a club comes close to competing, you know, they just buy the best players. Yeah. Yeah. Jobs.
3: I think I was talking to you. I was talking to you, Christian, about how Bayern Munich bought RB Leipzig's best player, arguably last season, um, Sabitzer and how he's just rotting away on the bench and how that just happens a lot with a lot of, uh, the Bundesliga's talent. They just go to Bayern. They end up not playing well and not getting much minutes. And, uh, yeah, when they what could gain so much on the team
0: Severus just scored the goal this weekend bro what do you mean
3: yeah but look at he was a starting <laughs> player at Leipzig compared to a bench player
4: wasn't he also a captain yeah he was a captain Yeah, the yeah dude, I don't know what other league that happens in where you know Leipzig they came in second last year right it's like what other league was the top does the second place team lose their captain to the first place team you know and he the says. coach, yeah, and then the coach, their best defender, in Upa Meccano, and the captain, and one of the best midfielders. Like, it's
1: ridiculous, dude. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they got in Kunku. Ah, yeah. yeah, bro, that guy's he's that guy's not
2: going to really
1: United at all, though, before he's saying he's heavily linked
4: <laughs> to it, so he's heavily
2: linked
4: to it. Oh, well, j really want him back, and he's their academy player. So
3: I think he would fit really well at Liverpool if Sadio Mane or sense. Firmino leaves.
0: Would he be Bob the perfect Solomon? Firmino replacement?
4: For who was it last week that you guys, <clears throat> one of y'all said that you thought he was having a one-off season? That you're like, no, I don't think he's going to be this good consistently. Who was it?
3: I think it, it, it might have been me.
4: Oh, you. you. fraud. Just because he <laughs> scored a hat-trick on City, bro. You were
3: hating. No, I think he was overhyped because of the hat-trick.
2: Oh, he's an amazing player. Nah, bro, he was performing really well even before that hat-trick.
1: uh. Uh-huh. <clears throat> bro, he's got 16 goals and 11 assists in the league. Ridiculous.
4: What position does he play? Does he play center forward? Center mid? Right mid.
2: I think you can right. play.
0: You can play start, all across the like front, center the front mid, line,
2: center forward, and like
0: strike So, should we move on to the Champions League now, or what? Yes,
2: sir. All right.
0: <laughs> we don't have to. I mean, I I guess we won't talk much about Chelsea and Real Madrid since we talked a lot about that in the beginning. But I mean, there was three other big results that we can talk about. Uh, I invited. What's up? I believe Bayern lost. Dude, I know. Dude, Villarreal's What's the word?
1: Unrated.
0: Oh, the dark Horses. I wouldn't say dark horse, but they just I don't no one expected them to beat Juventus. I don't think anyone expected them to beat Bayern today. I don't know what I don't know, dude. So, who's always said that um Emery's a really good manager, a really good tactical manager, and he's always proven to be good in knockout competitions. You guys think there's a, a small chance that VRL can make a final? Maybe
4: win the champions?
1: Nah. Who do I do not play don't against know. if they win?
4: I play against the winner I think of Liverpool versus Benfica. Yeah. And so, so I Liverpool. don't see them. Yeah. But I don't know if you heard us. I think I was having a conversation with Chris earlier where we were talking about the VRL game and I said VRL like, didn't take a lot of their chances. And to me, it felt similar to the Salzburg game where, you know, that first game Salzburg dominated, should have scored more, but it ended in a 1-1 draw. And then they went to Munich and they got destroyed. And I feel like that's going to happen to VRL, honestly. Like, as much as I hate to say it, I just feel like like they're just going to destroy them at home. Like, VRL should have, I think, comfortably won 3-0 today. if They took their chances, but they didn't. So I feel like they're going to get beat over at Munich.
3: Yeah, as much as I'd like to see Villarreal advance, um, it's Bayern Munich, and they're one of the top teams in the world. I'd say definitely top five, probably top three. Um, Yeah, they just have too much firepower.
0: I will say, though, Villarreal, I would not be upset if they did win the champions because it would be their first title. But I'm definitely rooting for either City or Athletico, but after that, I wouldn't be too upset if Villarreal won.
2: I think they can pull it off. I hope they can. I'm well, being honest. Yeah. It.
4: But it was like, like I had the same feeling after the Salzburg Munich game. Like I was like, Dean, Salzburg actually have a chance." at that. they lost seven-one, and I was like,
2: "Damn." It's just Bayern are ruthless at home. True, yeah. sure, but I think we are all are a bit more disciplined than Salzburg. I don't think. I don't think Emery is a better manager though.
4: And he does know how to park the bus really good if he needs to, which yeah. he might do, or might like to do over at Munich. Huh. Maybe I say there's like a, I say there's like a fifteen. I say I I give I give VRL fifteen percent chance of beating Bayern. Those
2: are Solid great odds. Fifty <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fifty.
0: Right. What about the other two results? I mean, Chris and I watched both games together, and we were expecting. Um, more entertaining football from City and Atletico, but it was the exact opposite.
4: Really? You guys were expecting entertaining football, bro? At least in the second half. (laughs) I felt like everyone watching that game knew what was going to happen. Atletico Madrid was going to play their innovative 5-5 formation, (laughs) and, you know, City was just going to get frustrated.
0: I knew that they were going to play really defensive, but, dude, I did not expect Simeone to defend with all 11 players in his box for most of that game.
4: And I'll be completely honest, I didn't expect that either. I was surprised. Like I was laughing like through the game when I was looking. I was like, ain't hey, no way, are they really playing a 5-5? And then I was like, they really are. I was like, a 5-5? I was like, I don't think I've ever seen this.
0: Dude, yeah, that's definitely a first.
4: Did like I say prime Jose Mourinho stuff he would do part the bus?
0: It, not only that, but usually Simeone, he he lends some some leeway for players like Lothi and Joel Felix and Griezmann to hit him on the counter. They didn't even do that this game, bro. They didn't register a single shot on target. They didn't register a single shot at all. Like That's that's unheard of. I don't think I, thought, I don't.
4: it was a shot. It was a really weak shot at Ederson, That would not
0: count. It was like on the counter. It was it? Was on it counter. Yeah.
4: It was right at the keeper, but I thought that was a shot on target. I mean, unless that doesn't count.
0: I don't know. I think Lorenti had two good chances, but he just—he was too soft. I had,
4: I had yeah. two good counters. One where Griezmann was, and he hit the ball too long. I think, I think it was to Joao or Lodi on over on the left wing, and he hit it too long, and he ruined the counter. And then those was the chances that we're talking about. But yeah, bro. I mean. If... It was exactly what I expected, you know. Simeone and his anti-football, his outrageous stuff. I talked to Chris about it before, and I want to hear opinion Chris but bit. Chris, I think I think it cut out before I got an answer from Chris. But I told Chris I didn't think Man City were the clear like they deserved the win, and my reasoning, and you might disagree, was. Uh, Man City didn't create a lot of chances. They had that one chance with De Bruyne, and I think that was the clearest chance of the game. They took it. But besides that, they didn't really create anything else. I mean, it, it's hard to. It, I don't want to say anyone deserved winners. If we're being completely honest. But they took their one chance. So I just want to see what you thought. Like, do you agree? or?
3: Uh Yeah, well, it's hard to create chances when you have that many men behind the ball. Uh Yeah, I think Man City did really well. I wasn't expecting the goal. Um, It came out of nowhere, it seemed like. And yeah, they did well to take their chances or their one chance. And at the end of the day, they finished 1-0. So yeah, I was was thinking this game was going to be nil-nil. So watching it end 1-0 to Man City is a good surprise. I don't know if they... I think they deserve it, yeah. Because they were playing against the... A very well defensive team, and they managed to sneak one in. So, yeah, I do think they do deserve the win because uh, they were pretty much attacking the whole game.
4: You frustrated at all watching the game?
3: Um, not really. I would I would have been more frustrated if we had a lot of chances and we didn't take them. So, being clinical, taking the chances we got, I think it was. Not frustrating at all.
0: He would have been more frustrated if I didn't make him a drink.
3: (laughs) That's true. Cheers for that.
0: I saw him getting mad and I was like, nah, I got you, bro. Drink this. (laughs) So what about that kid Phil Foden, huh? Pretty special.
3: Better than
4: Pedri? I don't think so.
0: Bro, there's... (laughs) And Chris and I were talking about this, too. Like, There's no comparison there. because Not because one player is clearly better than the other, but... They're just two completely different players. Like, the only thing you can compare them by is their age, honestly, I think.
4: How how yeah. old is Fulwin? Is he 22?
3: Or 21? I think he's 21.
4: Pedri's 19. No, I just found it funny. After that goal, everyone was just, like, saying Pedri is clear of that city fraud and all this stuff. And I was just like, dang. Like, they don't <laughs> even play in the same position, bro. Yeah.
0: For real. And Petra doesn't have a stupid neck tattoo.
4: <laughs> or that fucking stupid ass haircut.
0: No, I'm just kidding. Now he's, man, that kid. He's going to be really pivotal for England at the World Cup too. But yeah, I made this point earlier to Chris as well when we were watching it that the, uh, I think this game would have been a lot different if Acha Acha was playing for Atletico because Condogbia, and I'm not trying to be too disrespectful here, but that guy was absolute cheeks his entire game. I think if Ache Ache wasn't midfield. So? dude, he was. Yeah, Kondogbia was. A,
3: he was on the ground every time the camera was uh, on. To,
4: to me, he's he's a defensive presence. Like he's like, phys, tall, strong, physical, really good defensively, which is what he needs. What really yeah. likes. And I thought he was good. He was making interceptions in the right place at right times. I thought he was good, honestly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, he played that. Role that Acha Acha normally plays in Simeone's system, but the only th- difference between the two is Acha Acha is a really good distributor of the ball. So I think if he was in the midfield instead of Kondogbia, there would have been a big difference.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: he'll get him in the second leg.
4: I was listening to commentators and they were like talking about how, how, like, how, how do you counter this fucking Atletico Madrid anti football? And it was difficult, like, because the commentators I was, I was listening to were getting like pissed off. Like they're just like they're really gonna do this the whole game, and then I was like, oh yeah, this is Prime Atletico, so they're like, what if they? So they were like, how do you counter this? And they were talking about like, they should just give the ball to Atletico Madrid, and then you know City tries to counter them themselves and stuff like that. And it was, yeah, it's just crazy. So I was just like, I was gonna open it up to you guys. Like, how do you guys think you like you counter this kind of stuff? Um, you
2: play so the watching United the as same. they mix. do. You literally just play as defensive as they do and then make the whole game just pass by. It'll be a boring game. But you gotta bore them more.
0: So if you're City, you go sit in your half and you threaten not to come forward unless they come forward first?
2: (laughs) Basically. I mean, City right now has a one goal advantage. So it's basically either you know, what you can do, I can do just as good. And uh, if Atletico don't attack, then they're gonna be out either way. So the best thing for you know, for City is for Atletico to attack if they were to do that. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say so I think we were watching the same game that you were because the commentator said the exact same thing that they should give the ball to City or to Atletico and let them roam forward and that would open up more space for City.
4: In my opinion, it's I think it also falls on City. Because of the football, they like to play, you know, they like to pass, pretty much pass it into the goal. And in my opinion, if if they start taking more shots from, like, distance, you know, I think that would start ruling them out a bit, you know, getting them out of position so they could come out and try and block the shot. Maybe they can create something like that. But, you know, the way City likes to play, they don't like to risk the ball in the final third. They pretty much just like to pass into the back of the net, so... It's difficult, but I think if they started taking shots from distance, you know, to all the defenders now, I think that would help them a bit.
0: All right, so the last result of the Champions League was, um, I mean, pretty straightforward for Liverpool. Luis Diaz, that man's just continued to be on a whole another level ever since he arrived at Liverpool. Um, Really impressive performance by him and Liverpool in general. But uh, did you guys see Darwin Nunez's comments after the game saying that he thinks that? They had a lot more chances than people are making them out to be, and he thinks they can they can give him a fight in the second leg, and it's not over for Benfica. I mean, do you guys agree with that, or do you guys think Liverpool has this tie all sewn up?
3: I think Liverpool has got this result in the bag, but I do want to praise that mentality from the young striker. I think that's the perfect mentality to have as a young player like that. And uh, I didn't know about him much before this game, but. I'm excited to see where where he grows and where he steps up into the next level. Yeah, I think...
4: I don't see Liverpool losing much less at Anfield, so I think this ties over. And, you know, um, I'll be one happy person, one happy man seeing uh, Benfica get eliminated after they knock Barca out of the group stage, so I hope uh, Liverpool... Uh, humiliates them over at Anfield
0: so yeah alright guys so that does it for champions I mean obviously no Europa to talk about because we're recording this on Wednesday this week but alright let's do it then boys yeah, whip, dude. Out your, whip out your NBC Sports Predictors app and let's do the Premier League pick'em so the yeah. first result on here and I do want to apologize to the three of y'all because I don't know what happened last week but I pulled a Chris I pulled an Aldo Where I forgot to submit my picks, so yeah, the the rest of you guys got opportunity to catch up, but I won't do that that this week. No, No, I'm not gonna let you you guys catch up. No, 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 I'm not gonna let you guys catch up. You want, you
2: can do it again, no problem, dude. Nah, bro.
0: Let's give the listeners a a little sneak peek of what our league table looks like. So, I'm currently in first with 304 points, and then it's Saul with 286. Aldo with 270, and then Chris with 266. But I'm sure Aldo has more points from the first uh, match week, and so does Saul. And then you guys made that one bet where Saul won extra points. So it's a lot closer than y'all think. I think
4: 30 points. are going to be added at the end of
2: the season. I, I was lost 20th. track of mine.
4: Oh, Remember you, me, you bet the points, whatever your points at the beginning of the season, the ones that you had you bet them to me, which was 18 points. So, oh, you really yeah, don't sorry. have
2: anything to add.
4: So, I got those 18 plus my original either 12 or 14, it's in my notes. So, I either have 30 or 32 points to add.
0: I got to go back to that podcast and listen to it to see what how much points you guys actually bet. But, anyways. We'll move on to this week's results. And the first one is, it's actually a Chelsea match. So Kevin, love to see your input on this. It's Southampton and Chelsea. What do you think, bro? Uh, It's 12 versus third. you think Chelsea can bounce back or they'll suffer another loss? I'm
1: going to have to say 2-0 to Chelsea. Any reasoning or just
0: because you're a Chelsea fan?
1: Because I'm a Chelsea fan.
0: No (laughs) logic behind this. All right, that's exactly what Alder does with Man United. He's like, I don't know, dude. We're facing Liverpool, but I got to go with my club.
1: (laughs) And they lose five (laughs) nil. Yeah.
0: No, but for real, I think Chelsea will bounce back after um, suffering some embarrassing defeats. I think it's going to be narrow. I think Southampton's going to give them a good run for their money. And I think Chelsea will barely win
3: 1-0. Yeah, I think Chelsea win this. I don't see them winning 3 in a row. I don't see them losing 3 in a row. So I think they'll bounce back here. I think a 2-0 is a safe bet.
4: actually uh, Southampton is a tough game, you know, as Chris knows all too familiar. Uh the uh, I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw. I think Chelsea's struggles are going to continue.
1: I'm screenshot a screenshot new win so
4: Give me a screenshot of that Champions
2: League match. I mean, I'm going to give it to Chelsea 2 1. It's going to be a tight game, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then next up is uh, Arsenal and Brighton. I mean, Arsenal, they slumped down to fifth momentarily in the league. Uh, Spurs currently have the fourth place position, but they do have a couple games in hand. And I think Brighton is a tough opponent, but I think Arteta will bounce back after the loss to Crystal Palace. So I'm going to say 2-1. Yeah,
3: I think uh, this is a tough one. I think both teams play very similarly, very quick passes, very quick football, but I don't know. I think it's going to be a draw. I think Brighton have what it takes to take the game to Arsenal and really make them work for it. I think it's going to be a 1-1. Yeah,
4: know uh... Uh, I don't know who said it, but I'm going with Arsenal 2-0. Um, as Chris said, they play similar style football. football.
2: I think Arsenal just is going to edge them out 2-0. I think it's going to be a good game, um, a tight game. But I think Brighton
1: are going to pull the upset on this one, 2-1. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with Chris. I think it's going to add 1-1, honestly. Brighton are a pretty good team. They're a fun team to
2: watch.
0: And then next match is Spurs uh, visiting Austin Villa. Dude, I have no idea what's going on with Spurs this season. So obviously the last two results, well, last three have been really good results. Obviously they thrashed Newcastle 5-1 over the weekend. But then they lose to teams like um, Man United and Burnley <laughs> and Wolves. And it's just all over the place. So I don't know what to expect from city, from Spurs. I think it's just up one week, down the next, but... With that being said, I think it's going to be a draw. I think that's the the safe bet to go with here. So I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two.
3: Yeah, you never know with Spurs. I mean, you got Harry Kane banging goals in left and right. You got Sun running the show. And it all depends if they show up. And I think they will this game. I think Aston Villa is a good team. And they're growing. And maybe we'll see them in the Europa League next season. But they're 11th this season. I think they can definitely improve. But for this, I'm going for 2-1 to Spurs.
4: Yeah, I'm going to go 3-1 to Spurs. I just, I don't know. I think Conte is finally putting it together. And I can see this being a 3-1 to Spurs.
2: I'm actually going to go for the upset again. Um, I I think Aston Villa is going to win this 2-1. Should be a good game, but kind of like Chris said, you know, when Harry Kane and Sun show up, I thought him do really well. There is that potential for them to show up in this game, but I don't think they will. I really don't. So, Aston Villa 2 1.
1: I'm gonna go 2 0 to Tottenham.
0: And then the next match, guys, it's a battle relegation, so we don't really talk about. Uh, the bottom half of the Premier League table a lot here on this podcast, but this week the NBC Sports Predictor app is forcing us to. So it is Norwich, who we all know is bottom of the Premier League against Burnley who is an eighteenth. Um I think well, Norwich is on
4: about s- this is this is the match of the week, bro. <laughs>
0: yeah, to some. Um not
4: to everyone.
0: <laughs> nah all seriously, I think uh, I think Norwich has been the whipping boy, the Premier League this season. I think Solo said it best when he made that one joke, saying they come up just to give points to the rest of the the rest of the league. You know they are that Robin Hood in that sense. But and Burnley coming off a victory, so I'm going to give them the victory here this week. I think it's going to be one 0 No, you know what? I'm, yeah. I'm going to say two 0 Burnley.
3: I'm going to agree with that two nil. I think Norwich is all but relegated. I think they're. Yeah, I don't see them getting a miracle in these last couple of games to save themselves from relegation, and Burnley are gonna continue their good form. They did win last weekend. I think they're gonna win here again. That two nil looks like a looks like a good shot.
4: Um, so for the match of the week, I think be you know a lot of high end stuff, and I think it's gonna be a one one draw between Norwich and Burnley.
2: I think Burnley are going to win this quite comfortably. I mean, I think Norwich are, you know, they do have a goal in them, but Burnley 2 1, you know, in this battle of
1: last and second to last place. Yeah, I'm going to just give it 1, one 0 to, to Burnley. I mean, I think Norwich themselves know that they're probably going to get really good. All right. So. So
0: we'll mention that this is the match of the week, Burnley and Norwich, but I think this match is honestly the match we're all looking forward to. Um, So it is first versus second. Uh, It's the highly anticipated match that we've all been waiting for. Liverpool is finally uh, within one point of City. And now if they win this game, they can definitely jump into first place. And honestly, guys, I think they're going to do it. I think Liverpool is a team on better form. I think their attack is on better form. I think, you know, the likes of Salah, Jota... Mane and Diaz all firing on, on the front foot. I think they're going to get the win. It's going to be a high-scoring affair, but I think it's going to be 3-2 to Liverpool, and they're going to finally uh, reach that first-place spot in the Premier League for the first time this season.
4: Uh, I just want to ask real quickly, do you all think the winner of this game goes on to win the league or, or not? Yeah.
3: I think it's too, it's too soon to say. There's still eight games left to play. I think it's too soon. I think it goes down to the last day.
0: I think whoever wins will definitely have a mental advantage. Um, they'll be definitely be in the head of the loser all season for the rest of the season. And I think definitely that this winner will dictate the, the Premier League champion. That's exactly why I'm saying 3-2 to Liverpool.
3: I'm going to agree with you in the sense that it's going to be a high-scoring affair. But I don't see this game being anything else than a draw I'm thinking maybe a 2-2 maybe even a 3-3 draw but yeah I think both teams are equally matched and they both want it and they're both going to go 100% for it and uh, uh, yeah I think I'm going to go with a 2-2
4: yeah I'm agree with Chris I think it's going to be just like the first fixture a 2-2 draw
2: I think Liverpool are going to win this. Uh, I think I actually think it's going to be a tight game because they're both really good at attacking uh, teams. Um, they know how to keep their shape. They know how to, well, Liverpool definitely knows how to press. Um, so does City, but City knows how to move the ball better. So I think it's going to be tight for that reason. And I think Liverpool's going
1: to take it 2-1. Uh, I think I'm going to give it to Man City.
0: 2-1. And that's it for the Premier League pick y'all. So, as always, submit your picks to the league and our little miniature league between the four of us. Definitely don't pull a, a me this past weekend. But, yeah. Some great results in the Premier League. Um, Other results that are going to take place this weekend that aren't on the Premier League pick-a-map, it is um, Newcastle versus Wolves. I think that'll be a really good, entertaining match to watch. And then a bit of a derby, Everton versus Man United. That's also going to be a good match to watch. And then over in Serie A, a couple good matches as well with Genoa versus Lazio, Napoli versus Fiorentina, and Milan. We'll see if they can bounce back from their loss. Uh, the past weekend against Torino. Um, oh, also in the Premier League, Palace versus Leicester, Brentford versus West Ham. Those will be some good results as well. But yeah.
1: Rapid right. dean I
0: was waiting for you to say that. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: Rapid dean
3: <and>
0: <laughs> All right, guys. So that's going to do it for this week's episode of 90 and 60+. Plus. Uh, I want to give a special thanks and shout out to our homeboy, Kevin, for coming on the podcast this week. Given us great insight to his club and the turmoil that they're under. But it was a lot of fun as always um, with their usual host, Aldo, Chris, and Saul. And Kevin, thanks once again for coming on. And if you guys aren't following thanks us on our socials, me. Hey, anytime, bro. If you guys aren't following us on our socials, uh, make sure you do that. Uh, we are putting out a lot more content on our Twitter account. So follow us there at 90and60pod. Um, we put out quite a few videos this past week. So definitely go and check those out. And yeah, guys. As always, we'll see you next week. Adios.
2: I don't
1: know if you remember. Thanks for having me.
2: Holy crap! Little <laughs> <laughs> <just> Shrek there.
1: <laughs> Thank you. This was fun.
2: <laughs> All right, well,
1: thanks, guys.
2: We'll see you next week. <laughs> Holy shit! Thank you, guys.
4: Subscribe to the podcast.